Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning, League City. It's good to see you today. Happy New Year. And I ask you to join me in welcoming our Houston campus and our Friendswood campus. Love you guys. So glad that you're joining us today. And uh, just am thankful for uh, all of our campuses. I have really good news. Our Buckner Outreach Campus that has been going on for about a year. What's everybody looking at all of a sudden? <laughs> our Buckner Campus that's been going on for about a year is now, uh, they've been meeting every other week, and uh, they have decided, they've gathered a great community get together, and they're going to be meeting every Sunday starting this month. Isn't that awesome? I am so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for Rodney and Erica uh, Green, the work that they've done, the team that they've put together. And uh, just really believing that God is going to do great things there at Buckner, just like all of our uh, campuses this year. And, and I'm really thankful for that. I um, don't pay any attention to this yet. You'll, it'll make sense in a little bit. Um, I do want to mention uh, for all of our campuses that tomorrow starts, well, actually today starts our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so this morning, uh, it was black coffee. It was, uh, okay, uh, this is the time I'm digging in here. And uh, we'll be having prayer at this campus, the League City campus, every morning from 6 until 7 o'clock. I just encourage you at least one time, twice during this 21 days, come and be a part of that and uh, be in our prayer time together uh, we are going to be streaming that on Facebook. If you want to join from your home, gather your kids, have that hour of prayer. There's going to be a worship time. There's going to be a devotion time. And then, of course, there's going to be some uh, focused prayer that we'll be praying together. So uh, please remember that. And uh, that starts uh, tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. On our Saturdays, the next three Saturdays, we'll be meeting at 9 o'clock here at this campus from 9 until 10. And then that third Saturday, of course, is our 21st day. Looking forward to a great prayer meeting on that day. I hope that you have your sacred folders at all of the campus. If you don't, will you hold your hand up so that the ushers can get this to you? Uh, this is a, really a very important thing for us starting this week. I'm going to talk about it just a little bit. Uh, also, hope that you picked up your sacred wristbands. Anybody get those yet? I've got mine on. If you didn't get it, make sure that you go to the lobby at all of the campuses. As soon as the service is over, make sure you get it. And uh, I, I uh, put mine on today. I'm thankful for it. So let me talk about the sacred uh, folder handout um, just for a moment. Very first thing that you'll see when you open that is this blue note card. All of our yearly dates are on this blue note card. This is important. We want you to have these important days that we're planning on for the future and mark it on your calendar. Put this somewhere where you can see it so you can go through the month. I, I was going to take time to read through this, but I don't think that I have time. So I ask you to just take time and look at that. And then on your sermon notes, we've changed this up a little bit. And on your sermon notes, we are going to have all of the weekly announcements. So every Sunday when you come in, pick this up. The weekly announcements will be there. That'll give you the chance to know what's going on. Oh, actually, it's a monthly announcement, but it'll roll over every week. And then there's also the giving code there if you want to give online. A new thing, and I'll be talking about it a little more in my sermon, is we're going to provide you with some uh, resources just to pray with us every day. There's a morning, a noon, and an evening prayer that we're asking you to pray with us through this month. So uh, again, the sacred folder is important. We're not going to be having any announcement videos. We're not going to be making announcements. The announcements will be in your folder. And then the other thing that I would like to tell all of the campuses today one of the things we do during our 21 days of prayer is we pray for needs and we take prayer requests. We lay them out on the front of this stage. Uh, I bring my granddad's uh, old altar in, put it here. We pray at it. And 
we pray for your request. So today, get a Connect card, fill it out, and uh, fill out your prayer request. Leave it in the lobby with uh, your campus pastor, someone there in the lobby, so that tomorrow morning we can get them together here and pray over whatever you have a need for. Amen? All right. This. So yesterday about 4 o'clock, actually about 2 o'clock, I decided I'm going to build something that I'll use for my message tomorrow. So for all of you construction people out there, don't come and take a close look at this. Uh, But it will serve its purpose for today, uh, I hope. (laughs) I hope. Amen. Listen, a new practice for the year is something we're going to say before we begin speaking. And uh, the words will be on the board. If you want to start letting this be a prayer, we're going to do this every Sunday. I'll say it this first week. If you want to read along, that's fine with me. My heart's open. My mind is ready. Make me, a be- make me better, God, by your word. I receive it and I believe it. I won't be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We prepare our heart. I like what Kendra said. We're positioning our heart for, towards Jesus and what Jesus wants for us today. Amen. So the name of the series is Sacred. That's one of those old names, right? That's one of those old words that that we've heard, and and it it really kind of takes us back. I think that the font is very fitting on our folder. It's kind of old style. It's very, it's a strong font. It it, it kind of takes us back, and and that's really what sacred uh, should do to us. But somehow through the years, sacred has started meaning something that, that, is, is, I don't know, a little uptight. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it doesn't have uh, really a good feel when people say, oh, it's something that is sacred. No, normally today it's talking about some type of building or some type of site or, or, or you know, a grave. Oh, that's a sacred grave, what, whatever that is. But, but the truth of it is, is the word sacred just simply means connecting with God. And this is my sermon title for today, Bringing Back Sacred. Because I believe that in the day that we're living in, there is a great need for us to be connected with God and for us to be very intentional about connecting with God. Very intentional about the time that we spend with the Lord. And, and, and Psalms chapter 63 is our theme verse for this month. And and it's uh, the first two verses says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. I have looked for you in the sanctuary. I, I love that, that the, the writer here is talking about how he has searched for God. He's looked for God in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. And so really at the beginning of the year here, we're wanting to move to that connection with God. You'll notice that there was some changes today in our flow of service. We, we didn't take an offering and, and, and we're not going to be taking an offering for the next few months. We have offering boxes that are in the lobby of all of the campuses and we ask you to to bring your offering and give it yourself in those, um, the boxes that are there. If you give online, I, I think that the main thing that we want to do with our time of giving and the opportunity that you have to give is to just make it sacred. I was talking to someone the other day and they were talking about how they had started giving online and they had it just set up on a monthly give and they, they, they really didn't even think about it. And, and one day they were praying and God really spoke to them about it and they started going through a, a, a time where they were really thankful for what God had given them and really full of gratitude as they give. And, and that's important because God sees our heart. And, and so as we give this month or this year, you'll give out there. We won't be taking an offering in here because we just want to use our church services times for 
what we think is just a sacred moment, a sacred time. This is what I saw a couple of months ago, really when all of this started in my heart. I I saw a little phrase that said, every moment is holy. And I really started thinking about that. I really started thinking about every moment is holy. And and I started thinking about why would every moment be holy. And and, and of course, we, we go through life and we have things going on in our life, right? I mean, we have businesses that we run. We have uh, hobbies that we're involved in. We have family time. We have, we have, we have all kinds of things that, that occupy our life, that occupy our time. And so the question is, how can every moment be holy? And the answer is, every moment is holy because God is always with us. God is always here. And and so when we talk about sacred moments and every moment holy, we know from living that that there are some sacred and some holy moments in our life, right? Everybody in the room, I'm sure from some time or another, you have those moments that are really holy and those moments that are really sacred. But guess what? We also have those moments that are unholy. We also have those moments where we actually don't do the things we know that we should do. And, and, and really, the first Sunday of this year, we can ask ourselves the question, who am I going to be this year? Am I going to be that person that leans into the sacred moments or I'm going to be that person that leans into the moments that are not sacred? Those moments that take me further from the Lord. And the beautiful thing that we can learn from today is that We have the choice of what type of person we're going to be. We have the opportunity every moment to choose if this is going to be a sacred moment or if this is going to be a unsacred moment, a moment that takes me away from God. And a sacred moment is is not just one of those things that we talk about and throw out, oh, oh, I just want to take my moment and be quiet and 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 you know that's all fine but but there's much more to a sacred moment than just setting aside a little bit of time there there is a decision in our heart that that when I have these sacred moments I'm making sure that I am open to what God wants for my life that that's really the importance of the sacred moment it's it's the ability for God to talk to us, for us to make ourselves available for God to move us in the direction that he wants to move us in. Those sacred moments is when I take myself and I say, uh, look, I'm setting you aside. When I take my self-interest and I say, you're going to have to to take a back seat to what God wants right now. When I take my personal preferences and say, listen, right now, you are not the loudest voice in the room. I'm going to take this moment And I am going to listen to hear what God wants me to do in this moment. And then I'm going to do everything in my ability to follow what God wants. And a sacred moment could be just a a kind word that you give to someone that you cross paths with. A a sacred moment could be um, uh, when you pray for someone that, that is needing prayer. I, 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 one of the great sacred moments in the Bible is when Joseph fled from temptation. And, and the, the phrase that he uses there is so powerful. He said, how can I sin against God? It's, it was a sacred moment where he made a choice that I'm not going to go down that road and live that life. You know, a great sacred moment is when we just decide to forgive someone and to forgive ourselves, and to move to the place that God wants us to be and, and here's the good news about sacred moments there, there's no limit on them there's not a limit on the amount of time that you can spend with God there's not a limit on the amount of time that you can feel the presence of God in your life it, it doesn't matter how many days this coming year You drive to work. Every drive is an opportunity for you to be 
in the presence of the Almighty God. It, it doesn't matter how many mornings you wake up, and I hope everybody wakes up every morning of 2024. It's an opportunity for us to say, you're first today, God. You're first today. It doesn't matter how many times we lay down at night and we have all of the stress and the worry and the issues that have gone on in our life. We can always say, Lord, I'm trusting in you. And it can be one of those sacred moments. Jesus was asked a question. Someone was in the crowd one day and, and in Matthew chapter 22 the, the question came up there in verse number 36. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, and this is what he said. He said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. This really gives us insight on how we can have sacred moments. How can we have sacred moments? Well, it's the same question of how should, what, what is the greatest commandment? And, and it's so simple. It's simply, I'm going to have a sacred moment because I'm going to love God with all of my heart. I'm going to love God with all of my soul. And I'm going to love God with all of my mind. By, by putting God first every morning, I, I'm going to have those moments that are sacred. By, by keeping Him there throughout the day, I'm going to have those sacred moments because He is the Lord of my life. That, th this is one of my goals, and I'm, I'm not setting a New Year resolutions. I'm not, I, I, I'm, I have something that I want to accomplish this year. And one of the things that I want to accomplish is I don't want to forget God for one day. I don't want to forget God for, for one hour. I, I, don't want to get, I don't want to forget God for one moment. I, I want Him to be first in my life. And I want to live the life that I'm living that, that would be pleasing to Him because every moment is sacred. Every moment is an opportunity for me to be the person that I need to be. Next week I'll talk a little bit more about the, the sacred purpose of our life. But, but every moment can be sacred. There, there, there came a time in the life of Abram. He had received this promise from God. And, and it had been many years since the promise had been fulfilled. He was, he was still waiting for the promise. And at 99 years old he had still not had a child. And... And, and God visits him again, and God talks to him again. God reaffirms the promise that he made to him. And, and the scripture tells us in Genesis 17 and 1, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. I, I, I was really intrigued with the, the way that the translators uh, wrote this, walk before me. And, and I started getting into it because, you know, I, I want to be a follower of Jesus. <laughs> how, can I, how can I be a follower if I'm walking before Him? But the truth is, the meaning of that Scripture is so, uh, it's so full of relationship because what God is really saying here is walk face to face with me. Walk, walk to where you see me and and. And, and I see you and we are beholding one another. This is what really God is saying to Abram. Walk in my presence. Walk in my presence. What, what a goal that is for us for this year. Just to be in the presence of God. Just to seek the presence of God. Just to have those sacred moments and and then when he says be blameless, that, that seems overwhelming. And I just want to give you a little bit of a help here. Abram, which became Abraham in this setting, was not perfect and was not blameless. I think what God is saying here is just do everything you can to walk blameless before me. I think that that's such a great thing just to have as a part of 
what we're going to do. I just want to walk blameless before God. And, and the promise that I'm making to myself is that if I fall, I'm getting back up. I'm not staying down because I want this face-to-face with God. I want to walk with Him. I, I want to have those moments where He moves me and I have the decisions that, that are a result of God talking to me. I, I've made some sacred decisions in my life. As a matter of fact, you go all the way back to when I was, I think, 19 years old. A Sunday morning on Broadway when we had church there. I remember a sacred decision that I made that day at the altar. And there have been sacred decisions that have been a part of my life from that moment. Moments when I've been in the presence of God and I felt like that God wanted me to do something and and I made that choice. And, And I'll be the first to tell you that not all of those decisions have been easy to fulfill, but not one of the decisions I regret. Because sacred decisions are easy to live by. And they're easy to live with. And even though they may come with a little bit of trouble or a little bit of effort or or work or going through a trial, there's never a time where I'm sad that I made a sacred decision decisions that are not sacred that I've made, on the other hand, are hard to live with. As a matter of fact, many of the times that I'm beating myself up, anybody ever just take a good fist and punch yourself in the face with it? Not physically, but, you know, beating yourself up. I I just want to see your hand again. Anybody? I want to know that I am in the right place. (laughs) Because the enemy can come in, and, and you know what he talks to me about when... I'm in those situations. He doesn't talk to me about the sacred decisions that I've made. He talks to me about the decisions I've made that weren't sacred. That took me away from God. I want to walk before Him. And I want to be blameless as much as I can. Sacred moments. Sacred decisions. Bring back sacred in your life this year. I just think I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I never have been. I am very optimistic. Um, That being said, I'm concerned about 2024. We are living in a nation that is as divided as it has ever been. And we are facing an election year. And we are going to be bombarded by the negativity that is going to come from it. It's already started. I I don't care which side you're on. I'm not picking a side. I'm on the side of King Jesus. And, And I'll just tell you this. That this year, we're going to have a lot of times that we could be upset. We're going to have a lot of times when the world doesn't seem like it. It's a place we fit anymore, actually, and that's the way it should be. This is not our home we're just passing through. And, and listen, I believe that there are going to be some big fights that are going to be picked against the church this year. And it's not like we're going out and searching for fights. We're just standing the ground that God called us to. And we're not going to move off of that ground. But all of a sudden, the ground that we're standing on has become a battlefield. And it has become full of opportunities for people to ridicule and talk down about Christianity. I'm going to tell you still to this day that the church is the very best thing that this world has. Amen. And it is the very best hope of the church. And I am so thankful to be a part of the church. I'm so thankful to be a part of what God is doing. And so when someone starts speaking negativity to you, This is a moment where we have to have those sacred moments to hold on to what God has already delivered to us. And and let me tell you something, parents. You may have 30 to 40 minutes a a, a week or or an hour a week where your children are are in a place where they're hearing about sacredness. They've got a lot of hours a week where they're not hearing sacred things. 
And it is so important for you to have sacred moments with your family. Yeah, they've got teachers and they've got teachers that they like and they've got teachers that they don't like and, and, and they've got curriculum they like and the classes they like. The greatest influence in your child's life is you. Don't waste that influence, but have sacred moments. Have sacred moments. I, I think about in the time that we're living, I'm thinking about a young man that when he was just a young man I, I don't know um, some say he was as young as 14 years old uh, a mighty kingdom came in and destroyed the city that he lived in and took him captive and took him to a land that was far away where he was probably unsure of what had happened to his family, what had happened to all of those that he left home. His name was Daniel. And for 70 years, Daniel lived in this culture, in this, in this kingdom that was constantly trying to destroy him. If you read Daniel chapter 1, this is what you're going to find. They made up their minds that they were going to brainwash him. They were going to train him in the way of the Babylonians. And, and <coughs> all the classes that he went through and all of, the, all of the things that he was subject to, he was constantly, he, he was feeling the pressure of just believing and thinking like a Babylonian. Even so much to the place where they changed his name. We're going to give you a new name. But there was something about this man named Daniel that said, I know what I had growing up. And I know what the presence of God is all about. And in the middle of this culture, and this is what I'm really trying to encourage you to do, in the middle of this culture that was so di divisive and so against him, he carved out a place where every day he had sacred moments. The Bible tells us in the book of Daniel chapter 6 and 10, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, this is a law that was telling him, hey, you can't pray anymore to your God. And it had been put into a, a legislature because the peers that were around Daniel saw him praying. They were offended by it. They wanted to bring him down. They went to the king, and the king, unaware of the plot to kill Daniel, put it into to law, and, and, and this is what Daniel did. When he heard the law, you can't pray anymore. Boy, that, doesn't that sound crazy that there would be a law like that? Did you know that there are many countries in the world today that have laws like that? You, you, you can't pray anymore. And, and the Bible says he went home and he knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. He prayed with its windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day just as he had always done giving thanks to God. I, I want you to see what he did here. He took just an ordinary, just something that was a part of his life, and, and he made it sacred. He, he, he found a windowsill that every day he could kneel at. And, and it didn't matter what was going on in the world around him. There was a moment every morning, and there was a moment every day at noon and there was a moment every day in the evening when just a windowsill I, I don't think it looked anything like this one but whatever his windowsill looked like he made it a sacred moment now I want you to understand what he was doing he was opening his windows and he was facing Jerusalem. Not because he had faith in the city. Not because necessarily of even homesickness. He had faith. He was praying that way because 
there had been a temple built there. And when Solomon dedicated that temple, he made mention, let people pray towards the temple to remember your presence. That, that's what he's doing. He, he's remembering the presence of God. And he's saying, I don't care what is going on around me. I don't care of the arguments. I don't care of the, the, the brainwashing that is going on. I don't care how they're trying to indoctrinate me. There is a place in my life that is sacred. And I'm going to hold on to that sacred moment. And I'm going to make sure that I am in the presence of God no matter what happens. That sacred moment. Where, where in your life is a sacred moment? It doesn't have to be physical. It could be one of those memories that you have of when God touched you. Is anybody in the house, has God ever touched you? Let me just see your hand. It's a sacred moment. It's a, it's a memory. And doesn't the Bible tell us, don't, don't forget the blessings of God. That, that moment, that sacred moment. And this is what this tells me. I, I don't think that there is um, any necessarily holiness or righteousness about this window, about this seal, about Daniel's position to pray. This is what I think is so important, that that sacred moment when he's praying, this is what he's saying in his spirit. I may be hundreds of miles away from my home and I may have been taken captive, but I am not helpless in the world that I'm living in. I am not without hope because I can go back time and time again and I can remember what God has done for me. Life Church, listen to me. League City, Friendswood, Houston. Let's bring back sacred this year. Let's bring back those moments where God talks to us, where God helps us, where, where God is with us. And, and, and let's start this week. We, I, I wanted to read through those prayers that we have listed in the, the sermon notes. I, I don't feel like I have time, but tomorrow morning, get that out. Put it by your bed first thing in the morning. Just pray that little prayer. I know, I know that many times we don't even know what to pray for. We're praying, oh, thank you, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Get me through this day. And those prayers are all right. God hears from our heart. But this will give us a unity of prayer at noontime. But pray, pray that short prayer. and At evening time, pray that prayer. I, this is what I have made up my mind. I don't want to miss out on the sacred moments that God has for me. I believe that God has some moments planned for me this year where He wants to talk to me, where He wants to help me. I don't want to miss a one of them. Somebody say that with me. I don't want to miss a one of them. I, I want to have every sacred moment that God has for me. I want to meet Him and I want Him to talk to me. A sacred moment. Now, let me just tell you about a sacred moment in my life. I, I'm coming to a close. But, but when life gets busy and... And, and, and things get chaotic. It, it is such a blessing for me to remember sacred moments. About 12 years ago, I was visiting Manila, the Philippines for, I don't know, the 15th time maybe. I had been going over and preaching and teaching and crusades. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. But I started asking the pastors, you know, is this really making a difference? And, and the pastors that loved me and that were honest, they, they were letting me know, look, we're spending a lot of time and effort and it's not really having the effect that we want. And, and uh, I, I could feel the Lord making a shift in my spirit and I didn't have a clue what was going on. I, I actually had thought that this would possibly be my last trip to the Philippines. That also makes me laugh out loud now when I think about that. And I'm in this taxi cab. 
And you're talking about an unusual place for a sacred moment. But that's the thing about God. He'll find you. It, It may be a fire burning in the midst of the wilderness, but He'll find you and He has moments for you. Here's the thing that we have to do. We have to be like Moses that says, I'll step aside and take the moment that God has for me and find out what He's saying. And and in this taxi cab, I, I see a little girl that is begging for money. The day before, I'd seen them and I'd realized that there's this huge issue with, with homeless children, abandoned and orphaned children that are living on the streets of Manila and I'd called Nancy about it that night and, you know, I, I hadn't made any determination. I was just like, my God, this is unbelievable. What? I was searching my heart. What can we do? And, and in this taxi cab, I don't know what number it was. I don't, there, there's 100,000 taxi cabs in Manila. I couldn't find it to save my life. I don't know how many people have ridden in that particular taxi cab. I, I'll go a step further. I don't know everything that's happened in that seat in that taxi cab. And then the final place that I'll go is I don't want to know what's happened in that seat in that taxi cab. But I can tell you what happened in that moment. In that moment, it became a sacred moment. And God called me to rescue children. And it wasn't like I didn't already have a lot of things on my plate. I I was already a husband and doing the very best I could do to be the best husband that I could. I was already a father, uh, trying to be the very best father I could be. I already was a pastor of a church. I was already having friends that called me and asked me to come preach. I, I I was involved. I was busy. But in a moment, my life changed. And, and look, I don't have a windowsill that I may take this and set it up at my house now that I built it, but I don't, I don't have anything like this. This is what I have. I have a spot that I prayed when I was 19. I, I have a place in my memory where I prayed when I was 25. I have a place where God called me back to this church, to pastor this church. I have a place where God spoke to me very plainly about things. I have a place where God called me to do something with my life to rescue children. And so, even though I was busy, something became sacred. And guys, I know you're busy. I I know there's a lot going on, but I promise you that all of the things you're doing will pale in comparison to when you walk into that sacred moment that God has for you. And He changes your life. So this is what I want. I'm closing with this. When my life gets busy in 2024, I want to make room for sacred moments. Nancy, I want us to have sacred moments in our marriage. Ben, Bo, Lace, Lauren, Megan, my incredible, amazing grandkids. I want to have sacred moments with my family. I, I want to have sacred moments at my work. It's pretty easy for me because everybody I work with are pastors, so it's kind of easy to have sacred moments. But you know what? I would just, it'd be awesome if you just wanted to have a sacred moment at your work. Did you know that, that we all have something in common about where we work and who we work with, no matter what our profession is. And that is everywhere we work and the people we work with, they all have needs. They all have needs. I I, want to have sacred moments this year by serving others, by loving others. Hey, I want to have sacred moments with Life Church. Bring back sacred moments. Every sacred moment brings hope. That's what it does. This is what a sacred moment does. This is what something in the presence of God does. It lets me know that the best is yet to come. It may not be the best tomorrow or the day after, but 
eventually I'm going to be in the presence of God. It gives me hope that whatever I'm going through, it lets me know that, that there are good things that God wants to do in my life. And most importantly, it lets me know that no matter what, God is with me. Will you stand with me at all of the campuses? Music teams are coming up at all of the campus. This is what I would like for you to do. I, I, I'd like for you to just, I'd like for you to just, I'd like for you to just say, bring back faith. I, I want it to be something that becomes a part of the next year that we are looking for those sacred moments. One of the things we do every first Sunday of the month is we take communion. And those that are here today that are going to help with communion, will you please come and stand here? Our, our board of directors, our elders of our church, they're younger than me, so I hate to call them elders. But, um, and at all of the campuses, they have the communion. And, and um, here at League City, I'm going to ask Danny just to play and the team, if y'all will come on up, and uh, if you'll just take a moment, I know it, it's a little bit chaotic, but I think it means something for you to come and get this. So if you'll just step out of your seat, make your way to the front, get the communion cup, and then return to your seat, um, and then in just a moment, we'll take communion together. We sing that song, uh, Speak the Name of Jesus, while people are Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Pastor Nick's here in the middle at League City. If you want to come, that'll might save a few moments. Shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Your name is power, your name is power, your name is healing, your name is light. Break every Shine through the shadows, burn light. One more time, please. Your name is power. Your name is power. Your name is healing. And your name is life. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Break every stronghold. Break every stronghold, Lord. Shine through the shadow. Burn like Sing it one more time. Amen. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Oh, your name is power, Jesus. Your name is healing. Your Obviously, I can't see the Houston campus or the Friendswood campus. I, I don't know if you're all ready, but 
we've all have ours here at the League City campus and uh, just continue on. I'm going to talk just a little bit before we take the communion together if you're not, not completely done. The, the communion is a commandment of Jesus Christ. He, he, he wants us to do this. He told his disciples, do this. This is something that is in the church that is a commandment of Jesus that we've kept all of these 2,000 years. The other one is baptism. And if you haven't been baptized, that was another one of the commandments of Jesus for the church, that we should baptize people. If you haven't taken that incredible step of baptism, let today, the first Sunday of 2024, be your year. If you're at the Friendswood campus, the League City campus, sign up for our baptism Sunday. If you're at the Houston campus, in just a few moments, you'll have a chance to be baptized. He, he did it. And, and one of the things that he said while he was making the commandment is he said, hey, I want you to remember me. <laughs> like, who could forget Jesus? Humanity. Busyness. We can get so caught up, we forget the sacred moments that we need to have in our life. And, and this is one of the sacred moments that the Lord wants us to have, this taking of the supper. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, and his writing was to reset this Lord's Supper. Because the church had taken it to a place where it was just a big party and that's not what the Lord intended for it to be. And so he gave them what he received from the Lord. Verse 23, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. We have this little wafer that is the symbol of that bread. And this is what Jesus said about it. He said, he, he took it and he gave thanks. He broke it and said, take it. This is my body. So this is something that we remember how Jesus gave himself to be broken for us. And then he says, do this in remembrance of me. So as we eat this bread, this is what should be in our thoughts. He gave himself for me. He died for me. He, he took all of the pain and the punishment for me. And then this little cup. Um, is symbolic of the very next verse, 25th verse. He said, in the same manner, he also took the cup after serve, supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink of me in remembrance of me. So our thoughts when we take of this little cup should be, his blood was shed for me. And because he shed his blood, I can have forgiveness of sins. And I can have relationship with my creator. And I can have the promise and hope of eternity. The Lord, search our hearts. Make sure, oh God, that there is nothing in us that is displeasing to you. And, and if it is, God, today we cast it down. We cast it out. We disavow it. That's not our life. Our life is following you, Jesus. Our life is giving ourselves to you. So we take this communion, all three of our campuses together, Lord, one church in multiple locations, but we are proclaiming that we remember that broken body and that shed blood for each and every one of us. Let's take this together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In all the campuses, I'd like for the prayer team to come to the front. We're going to close now. and um, I, I want to close with a, an opportunity for you to find your way to God. You know, one of the great sacred moments that you can have in your life is the moment that you decide, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. I mean, just look at how it changed the disciples. 
Look at how it changed Peter. Just a simple, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And, and Peter's life is completely changed. But think, think about how those disciples followed him. And I, I want to give you an opportunity to have a sacred moment today by following Jesus with all of your heart. Just saying, I'm all in. This is my first step. This is my first of many steps, but I'm going to make this step to, to follow Jesus and to be a part of Him. You, you know what a, is a very sacred moment? Is when you decide to remove all of the barriers that have been built between you and God. Those barriers may be unforgiveness. They may be sin. They may be addiction. Whatever it is, it's a sacred moment when you say, I'm putting that aside because I want to follow Jesus. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. It is a sacred moment like Nancy has been singing. When you call upon the name of Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm covering my life today with the name of Jesus because He is the one that has overcome. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you. Jesus, in your name right now, everybody that is in all three of our campuses right now, I, I pray that someone would make that decision today, that they are going to follow you, that they're going to search for you, they're going to seek for you. I pray that today, Lord, would, would be that day that they say, I'm going to make that next step, that, that step of faith, that, that decision. And I pray, dear Lord, that you would help somebody today make that sacred move and to find their place in you. T today, let somebody take their first step. Let today be the day they walk into salvation. They walk into you being the Lord of their life. I ask it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, in all of our campuses, if, if you're at that place where you're ready to make that next step and you're ready for the Lord to be the Savior of your life. If you're ready to make that declaration, I'm tired of this, I want sacred moments in my life, this is what I would invite you. As Nancy sings this last song, I, I invite you to come and find a, one of our prayer partners at each one of the campuses and, and just let them pray for you. Let, let, let God do something great in your life. In Jesus' name, we're bringing back sacred in 2024, and it starts today. Amen.